Hey, everybody. From Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Adam, sitting in for Dan. Coming up on today's episode, what are we going to talk about? All kinds of stuff. We're going to go around <laughs> the world. We're going to tell different stories from different places. Uh, we've got all. We've got a lot of fun things we're going to talk yeah. about in the second half. Uh, we have something for all you pet lovers out oh, there. Oh, yes. There was some uh, religion pet loving news. There's a hot <laughs> off the press, you guys. <laughs> Great news. Great Good news oh, for pet lovers. Oh, yes. yes. Especially, well... Let's talk about it. We'll later. get to it we'll, later. We'll, we'll, uh, later. What do you? Uh, so uh, you know, I, I I feel like this is the first time, uh, Frank, that 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 uh, you know it's 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 already been sort of announced earlier uh-huh. on a show that uh, that I, I get to not just consider myself a guest, right? Anymore. That's really yeah. exciting. It is exciting. I mean, not that I'm going to be sitting in 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 this seat, you uh-huh. know, uh, regularly, but just like so, it's weird. I was like, oh, this is Adam sitting in for Dan, and I was like, ooh. Really, I kind of just gotta be. I'm like the third Beatle. Who's that, Ringo? No. I would say George Harris. George, yeah, yeah, he's the third. Yeah. Ringo's the fourth. That's right. Sorry about that. Yoko's yeah. the fifth. So I guess I'm the third. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's fun. I don't know. It's like I, yeah. I, I, it's a different. It feels a little bit different yeah. than before. Where I'm like, ah, I just get to play co-pilot. Now I'm like, oh. Yeah. Infested. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. I better try this I time. I better try this time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go uh, first? What are we doing? I can I can go. Why don't you go ahead and go? Um, I have the story mm. of... Um, well, I'd like to go to Quebec. Beautiful Quebec. Oh, okay. I've never been to Quebec. Uh, neither have I. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this comes to us, though, from that fair province of Canada. Um, and it deals with a, um, a former Hasid who is now 37 years old, uh, and who has left, um, the, uh, the, the Haredi world, right? Isn't that what they, is that the yeah, Haredi you're, you're Hasidic, but anyways, Haredi. Um, wow. I think so. Okay. Um, and, uh, they are, uh, he is suing the Quebec government for $1.25 million okay. um, for allowing the ultra-Orthodox schools he attended in the province to teach him nothing of use. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the same as the Marlboro man suing like the tobacco company for giving him lung cancer? Like, can you really do that? Can you be like, well... No, this is like this is suing the government for letting them, the tobacco company. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's better. Yeah. yeah, it'd be different if he was suing the school and he was yeah. like, "You guys are assholes." Yeah. Instead, he's actually suing the government. Like, why did you let me go there? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I, I I don't know the particulars of Quebec law, um, but I guess it's probably something like in around these parts where if you're, you know, you're religious and you got your kid and you want to send them to your your religious school there's not a lot of like strict requirements for what that religious well, school mean, is going to teach let's get this let's get something straight right out of the gates uh we're on an atheist podcast right now and so obviously we have you know opinions and well and people that are listening have the same kind of opinions about like yeah there's some wackadoo shit going on in these schools where they're going to teach them like you know the catholic school like there's going to be a lot of stuff there that seems silly right but even with that as my belief, right? 
I would be the first person in line to tell somebody from the government, like, this might cause problems if you go and try and stop this kid from going to this school because they won't learn anything of value. Like, if you go and try and tell them that, a lot of people are going to be kind of upset with you. (laughs) And, like, I would say that, believing full well, like, that kid will learn nothing of value at that school. But I would also be the first person in line to be like, that's going to upset some people. They might want to be careful. Here's the deal. (laughs) Um, There's a Catholic school, traditionally, Mm. teaches math and reading and language skills and... Um, and, and these days probably legitimate science and so forth and so on. Yeah, probably you mostly. Know. Yeah. You know, um, and, so uh, what does a Hasid school teach? Uh, 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 religion. Period. Full stop. Yeah. They don't, they didn't, they're not getting no he, math. He, he is illiterate in French. It's Quebec. Okay. okay was, so that's a problem. At first I was like, so am I. I'm not suing anybody. <laughs> they did not teach me all the proper languages. <laughs> I am illiterate what in Chinese. Can, yeah, I am illiterate in... Because at first I didn't go Quebec. For some reason I was like, it was America or something. I was like, Jesus, white people problems much. I'm illiterate in French. I'm suing. He doesn't know the alphabet. Uh, For real? He understands only the most basic math. Um, And um, because of this... Then I take back everything I said. Yeah. This is significantly worse. The only job he's been able to get is teaching Aramaic at a secular night school that has some interest in having Aramaic Oh, for a second there, I thought we were going like full Ouroboros, and it was going to be like the only job that he was qualified to teach was at the Hasidic school. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they won't have him. Yeah, you don't know enough. (laughs) The only school you've gone to is our shitty one, so you can't (laughs) teach here. You're stuck here. Um, wow. Okay, so, that actually is a pretty yeah. legitimate complaint. Then yeah. he's uh, he's now forced to live off of public assistance. So how does and and this is so 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 this place is an accredited school. Well, or is it fall under the religious no. like? I believe it's uh, because it's a private, um, it, because it's privately funded. Um, the uh, rule the rules of to be certified by the Quebec education system are uh yeah they're not required to be certified because okay so, so and, Quebec, and that's and that's Canada is that Canada specific cuz like in America right like if you if if like i you know god bless it if i had a kid which thankfully i don't but if i did uh-huh. and like at some point i was like that's it junior no more school for you and like the government would eventually show up and be like, you can't do that. No more school for you. But I think if you're sending them to like some sort of like formal schooly type place, because like there's these schools. But how schooly no, 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 does no, no, it no. need to be? Because you know those schools where the kids get to go and decide what they're going to learn for the day and if they're going to learn it all. Oh, and they get, and a, they get, they get like a butterfly for, in English uh-huh. and, and like, a you know, you got a crocodile in yeah. math. And, the, yeah. Those schools exist. Okay. And I don't believe but aren't that they, they are subjected to like, some I don't level? think they're subjected to like the state testing and all of that kind of crap. That's really? for the public schools. Yeah. I might be wrong. And if, if I am, please listeners correct us. But like, God, it kind of blows my mind. I would just, but I'm, I'm fairly positive that parents, as long as you're, you're putting your kids somewhere. Eh, With some group of yeah. asshole hippies yeah. that are going to teach now, them. If you're going to homeschool, 
Then, then you have, you have, then you to have do... like these requirements that you have to meet. Right. But if you're going to go send him into a room with a bunch of other strangers, if you're then gonna it's go perfectly fine. If you're going to go full hippie or full religious, you can do whatever you want. There's a caravan somewhere on the edge of town where you can send your kids yeah. and they'll learn how to do macrame and basket weaving. Yeah. Yeah, and learn yeah. about learn about Jesus or whatever. And so this so this place in Canada, this kid this guy now, uh-huh. but yeah. as a kid, went to the school that's not a school. That right. taught him literally almost nothing. Next to nothing. Next to nothing. He learned a lot about he being doesn't, a Hasid. He doesn't know the alphabet. Yeah. The- he knows it in Aramaic. <laughs> so in case he ever trips. I assume. And, if he ever, since he's teaching it. Yeah, trips and falls over into a time machine, he'll mm-hmm. be just fine. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, save for that, he's screwed. Yeah. And yeah. so now he's he's suing he's the government. He's suing the government for one point two five million dollars. How's how's his lawsuit looking? He's he sued them. That's all I know. <laughs> That's as he far threw, as it's gotten. He threw a brick at a building <laughs> and no one said anything yet. Yeah. Wow. Um, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I at first I was being kind of silly because I was like, well, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, there's an element of it that before you got into the details, feels like spurious in a really good way, right? Mm-hmm. Where it feels like like the awesome asshole thing that you do where yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, I went to seminary for these many years and I'm suing the Mormon uh, church for those years of my life back. Right. You're like, yeah, awesome. Stick it to him. Yeah. Then you got into the details. And I'm like, oh, wow. He actually learned nothing. <laughs> he actually, and he doesn't yeah. get that time back because now he's an adult and you kind of can't go back and like, well, like I mean, if you're illiterate and 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 you didn't learn how to read as a child, yeah. when you try to as an adult, like it's significantly harder. It's not like oh, you yeah. just pick it up the way that you. I mean, your brain is now like calcified, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> We're doctors, people. We're medical <laughs> doctors. Trust everything we say. Yes, calcified, but it, it makes it significantly harder. And so, like this guy's kind of screwed. Where it's like, how is he supposed to learn all the stuff he should have learned when he was a child? Right. Well, you know. So here, here, here's where I would would land on this whole thing. I think he has a point. I think he does. Sure. The, the system has failed him. Yeah, there, there was not enough oversight from government. There should have been an adult in the conversation to be like, no, yeah, you have to you send know, him somewhere. Like, He's a human you, being. You can do this school. Yeah, you can teach him this. All of the, all of your all of your religiousy stuff. But then it's four hours of Sesame Street in the but afternoon, Mister, just the, so you can learn no, your alphabet. But the in, end of the at the end of the year, here's a test. The, the kids have to take, yes. it, and they have to be able to pass it because most, that's what we expect of members of our society. That's the whole point of education, and at least the most rudimentary version of it. I mean, if this guy can't even make his way across like an Amish farm, he's screwed, right? Like you have to at least be He'd able to have... be fine at an Amish farm. I don't know. Don't they need to learn how to? Don't they need to know how to like read and like? I don't know. I mean, I think the the Amish do learn some things. I think they stop their education around sixth grade or eighth grade or something really? like that. Just on the they lathe. like they prefer being uneducated. Once you've learned the lathe and like maybe like <laughs> buttonholing, then you're good. Yeah. Can you can you raise a barn? You're done. Done. That's it. That's done. it. Can you, you just graduate? Can you make a fireplace insert? All right, here you, you graduated. You graduated. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, a fake fireplace hearth thingy. You can Great. do that. Graduated. Now go get that girl pregnant, yeah. and let's make some more kids. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that it? Should we, should we move on? Yeah, I think so. I, I was going to get into a couple of the comments, but I normally don't do that. I just found one really fascinating. Oh, let's go. 
It says, sue your parents and rabbi. Canada has nothing has done nothing but try to be accommodating. <laughs> wow. Who said that? I don't know. Some poster. Junior. Or JR. This is know. in the comments. <laughs> Canada has done nothing. But try to be accommodating. You know what you know what I love? I love That's... that even a Canadian troller on the internet. <laughs> That's the darkest that they get. Uh, is is like a brusque, uh, uh, yeah. a, a, a brusque owner of a bed and breakfast yeah. somewhere. Strange case is another comment. <laughs> oh, the Canadians! Yeah, they're just like, you know what? Go ahead and sue whoever you want. All we've tried to do is be accommodating for you. Okay. Actually, this one's pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, where did he learn to claim welfare? Was it in his Torah studies? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, spicy! Is that that's a loophole? You uh-huh, see, they yeah. found a loophole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like if you were that big of a village, <laughs> if you were that big of a village idiot, you never would have even realized that you were dumb. Yeah. So you must be pretty smart, then, yeah. aren't you, Mister? Oh, you knew about the the welfare. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I think I'm poking holes in your argument, then, aren't I? <laughs> what about that, Mister Smarty Pants? <laughs> Sorry, right. the end of my Canadian accent a little, got a little uh, uh, leprechaun-y at the <laughs> end there. Le- was it leprechaun Oh, yeah. No, no, that, that is a little more leprechaun Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I do not do accents like Dan does. No. And Dan, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I just, I'll phone it in. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, let's take, so this is, I'm going to do a little bit of a callback to a previous piece. Oh, yeah. Um, this is something you guys, God, I want to say this was, the reason why I remember this is because you guys made a very funny and and like <laughs> fairly off color for you guys comment about lesbian weddings. Oh. I think at the end at the end of this this piece. Okay. This is a so this is a Portland-based Christian bakery owner who in 2013 declined to bake a cake for a lesbian couple's wedding. Okay. You remember this story? And you yeah. guys you guys covered this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, and there is some funny comment about about you know like oh the, 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 it would be a tacky wedding anyway or something. It was very funny. It was very off color, but it was very funny. Okay, okay. I remember yeah. laughing about it while I was listening to it. Anyway, uh, so this is a follow up to that story. So oh, we, that specific okay. that that specific story. So again, 2013. Uh, uh, Melissa and Aaron Klein, a Portland-based Christian bakery owner uh, who declined to bake a cake for a lesbian couple's wedding. Well, Matt Stolhansky, Matt Stolhansky, we'll say, a board member for the newly created. Are you ready for this? Uh This doesn't sound like this has any kind of issues or, or problems with it. Evangelicals for Marriage Equality. Oh, doesn't okay. that sound nice? Sounds nice. They're really trying, you know, building bridges, right? Okay. Building yeah, yeah, bridges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, so Matt Stolhansky, sorry, um, tried an unconventional crowdfunding campaign to show Christian love by donating money to the bakery. Okay. So mm-hmm. basically the idea is this is a challenge. This is a challenge of love. Oh, Okay. Okay. Building bridges, saying, you know what, guys? Okay, let's agree to disagree, but let's all try to do something nice here. And so we are going to do this crowdfunding campaign. Okay. I'm and 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 Stolhansky said, I'm not rewarding 
their behavior, the bakery's behavior, okay, for for denying this this cake, okay, but rather loving them in spite of it. Oh, okay. so let's raise some money for them for this bakery. Okay. Okay. So this gay Christian advocate who's worked on international development projects said it's time for these two communities, which both cite genuine love as the motivation to put aside the prejudices and put down our pitchforks to clear a path for progress. <laughs> Let me ask okay, you. I'm confused. Should I be confused? I feel confused. It seems weird. I'm uh, okay. Keep going. How do you think the crowdfunding uh, went? <laughs> Uh, not terribly well. So their goal was one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars generated wait, for the baker for the bakery because they had they they had had some real uh 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 problems uh you know uh they had had some bad press surprisingly okay by... so people stopped going this is to save the bakery yeah okay okay All just right. to show that like. God's love is God's love, Frank. No matter which side of this uh, this issue of gay rights you stand on, right, like, we should right, really right. be just coming together. Right. Okay. This is about showing good Christian love. Okay. So, one hundred fifty thousand dollar goal. Okay. Um, the campaign has generated four thousand two hundred seventy nine dollars. Wow, that's going well. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, how did they structure this thing? Were there any good prizes? Were there like I mean, just showing brotherly, sisterly love. I well, guess it's, it's an online campaign. What? What? I mean, what it's platform? a crowdfunding campaign to Did show. They, were they on? Were they on like Kickstarter? Uh, it doesn't. They? It doesn't say specifically if it's Kickstarter or like a, the, whole, a, the whole. The, the way to be successful in these things is you got to have some good prizes. So, what do you think the prizes would be? <sighs> I this one has me really confused because of the evangelical Christians for. Gay rights. Well, let's dig a little deeper. Okay. The idea was unwelcome from both gay activists and those who oppose same-sex marriage. Yeah. Fucking duh much? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. His activism was a conflict of interest given his work with evangelicals for marriage equality, uh, wrote uh, 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 wrote someone for The Advocate. You cannot serve on a board for marriage equality, then financially support someone who wants the to... The, to re- he wants the right to refuse service to LGBT people. It's full equality or none at all. <laughs> right? I mean, of course right. it is. Yeah. It, it, I, okay. As, as like an outspoken pacifist, I get what the, the heart of the matter that this guy was trying to do is like, right. I, I get that part of it, but you didn't even like wrong people to try and champion. Right. Right. Like these these, people. these people are bigots, right? Who were like, my belief structure is more important than my business, and so ergo, I'm just going to do this, and right. then lost business for it. And he's saying, "No, come on, you guys, let's all it's equal playing field. Let's all come out here." Yeah. And you go, that none of that makes any sense. It's like if 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 people risked their business by speaking their mind, right? And the public is like outraged, yeah. Uh, you deserve each other. Solved. You deserve each other. Yeah, everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed yeah. to. You like, went out of business. Yeah, because that, the public made up their mind that they don't want to support you. Guess like, what, guys? I mean, that literally is the invisible hand of the free market that everybody talks about. Yeah. It just it just punched you in the butthole. <laughs> Congratulations, it worked. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, 
And especially in this day and age of social media, like that's what it looks like. Yeah. And the fact that this if guy, gonna, you can't mix in your politics into your business oh, unless you are ready to uh, suffer the consequences. So I love this, te- this tagline, yeah. an unconventional crowdfunding campaign to show Christian love by donating money to bakery owners who declined to bake a cake for a same sex wedding has proved to be a challenge for one gay Christian. <laughs> oh, they well, should have the. Let's reward them for their hatred. Yeah, exactly. I, okay, confused uh, gay. Yeah, it's way like weird, <laughs> self-loathing-ish. Yeah, Something's that's... going on there, right? Oh, yeah. Well, he's still stuck in it. He's know? stuck in something. Yeah. I mean, he, sorry, that came out way weirder I that that, than I wanted it to. I don't know that anybody else's mind went. Okay, they're with you. Just me until you pointed it reiterated out. it. <laughs> Stuck in something. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> and what would that something be? I don't know. I'm trying. I'm confused. And now what I'm are you trying. Going on about? And now it's turning into this. I don't understand what you're going on about. What is he stuck in? Oh, good God. <laughs> it's like a Winnie the Pooh story or something, right? <laughs> what? Was he always getting stuck oh, in a jar of so honey? sweet. Come yeah, on he in. got stuck in the rabbit's front door. Right. That's got to be a euphemism for something. Shut up. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to... Uh, Stuck in the rabbit's front door again. Really? (laughs) I'm having fun. I get to do this like twice Uh, a year. Not not only... You're not... uh, Dan's not the only one who can get me to stare at him disapprovingly across Over that the table. microphone yeah mm. mm-hmm. adam mm. move on that's enough that's quite enough <laughs> sorry sorry everybody i know that we earned that tvma <laughs> rating but uh, sorry <sighs> all okay. right please uh well here is a story um that comes to us from uh gambia and I have to admit, I'm trying to figure out what why I wanted to read this story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's the Has, the wheels are falling more off yeah, the bus right now bad. than they were on this my on my whole this stuck in it thing. Yeah. Bad. Okay. Oh, that's that's why I wanted to oh, read okay. this one because it, all it says is the headline. Normally, the headline is enough to just jog my memory. Oh, right, like, but they, the they buried the lead a little uh, bit. Huh? So it's Gambia passes draconian anti LGBTI law is what the. The headline says, right? LGBT intersex. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Okay. But, yeah. I thought you said, oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyways. Um, so, you know, like throughout, throughout Africa, there have been like these very, like all these like anti-gay oh, it's laws awful. coming up. Just it's awful. Things. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, and, uh, and it almost seems at this point that each nation is trying to outdo the last one. Quite possibly. Just I mean, it's like the only explanation for this one. Yeah. Um, this law mandates life imprisonment for individuals perceived to be gay. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like a gaydar death ray. <laughs> right? Yeah, basically. It's just basically like... And so basically, if I'm a closeted, repressed gay person yeah that anybody that i see that i'm like little light in the loafers yeah that person could then like who's it perceived by 
Um, uh, anybody? Anybody? Uh, the police, I suppose. Oh, good. Um, good, because that's gonna be that's gonna yeah. turn out just fine. It was uh, signed into law by President Yeye uh, Jame. Yeye Jame. Yeah, that name sounds a little well, suspect. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I think uh, somebody needs a uh, life be... sentence in prison, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rhymes Ye- with what? <laughs> JJ gay uh, gay yeah. oh so I was trying to or, yeah yeah all right there you go right <laughs> <laughs> you know this is a podcast so you guys couldn't see Frank's uh uh amazing fisting uh, sorry wow what fists is wrong with you? in the air sorry flailing fists I was trying to maybe yeah, I was trying to his gesticulations <laughs> maybe I didn't mean yes. Of fists in the air. Of fists in the air. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Wow. You even hijacked this story. <laughs> With your sick, sick mind. I wasn't. I, all right. <laughs> Please continue. I apologize so much. Uh, um, surprisingly enough, um, or maybe, uh, rather not surprising, uh, Gambia is rated not free in the uh, Freedom in the World 2014 list of nations and uh and not free in uh freedom of the press list as well they've got some freedom problems they have some free some issues with freedom yeah so i'm just how many people have been do do you have a number of how many people have been arrested for this the the story doesn't have a lot of a lot of details well because they don't have free press so i mean let's be fair anybody who's asking any questions somebody's going to be like hmm, seems kind of gay to me we better uh yeah guys asking a, a lot of questions mm. seems kind of gay yeah that is terrifying swishy. all you have to do is be a little swishy yeah. i know so many guys that boy stay away from gambia i mean <laughs> you know, well, I know if this was on your list of nations to visit well, and I know, and I know uh, a, a a decent amount of guys from Africa who who enjoy putting their arms around each other, and again, not in a gay way, but just in a way of like, but it's not perceived. That's not perceived to be gay. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, is that like there are there are countries there there are African countries where like guys hold hands. Yeah, good friends hold hands, and you're like, so what is the perceived gayness that might get you arrested? Like, what could that possibly look like or sound like or whatever? I think it's, it's terrifying. I think it's being a little, I, seriously, a little swishy. But that's what I'm saying. It's how much more swishy than guys who hold hands because they're like, well, we are brothers. And you're like, right. Okay, but, but, but that's. But, but they're like, they're butch while doing it, you know? <laughs> they're not like, la, 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 la. Dude, right? when you had your hand in that other guy's back pocket, you were doing it so gay. That's not what they're doing. Right, right. Anyways, anyway, I, I, uh, I. God, that's I, so scary. It's really scary. I mean, that's. I, I um, don't know. actually, uh, oh God, I, I can't throw this one together. I often like if it's if it's if it's a story in the United States, and I pull up something on Wikipedia and it has like the color coded state map and everything. Hmm. My geography of the United States is good enough that I can just be like, oh, that's. That's, you know, Massachusetts. And, oh, well, and you're trying to do that with uh, Africa? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I just learned something about myself. And where my geography oh knowledge... Oh, my gosh. I could barely like, do that with a, with the United States. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. I know that's South Africa. 
Right. That's the bottom that's, part. That's that one. I know where uh, Egypt is. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, I, there, Morocco. Egypt. I can do Morocco. Mor- there's Libya. And we are completely derailed. Would you ever? Would you ever go to Africa? <laughs> this is fascinating. Um, you know, um, certain places I would. Clearly, it's not a place that is uh, friendly. Look, here's yeah. the deal. Here's information I can pull up. I'm looking at one, two. That looks like a bunch of little countries in the middle. Three, <laughs> four, five, six. Where there's death penalty for same-sex sexual oh my activity. God. Um, life in prison. Frank, don't go. To, I, I just don't picked go out Gambia. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> well, it's the only one that I can see. So it must be that one. Uh, and then there's one that just says penalty. There's a penalty, and that's mm. uh, most of the most of the. It's probably remaining. it's probably an arm. And then there's no. It's probably re- an entire arm yeah. that gets cut off. That's your penalty. Yeah. Uh, okay. We well, can move on. Okay. I mean, but but yeah, it, it's 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 so it strange. I mean, you and know, it has nothing to do with like, you know, like if 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 it were to go and do humanitarian work, or to go to you know some dicier yeah, places, <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know that I would personally have a problem right. with going to those places. Yeah. But there's the. Well, because the if other you're aspect to, of like personal if safety, that if you're is like, going to do, it's inherently about who I am rather right. than I uh, might just find myself in danger. Well, that's, that's different, and that's living there, right? Yeah. Like that's like living there over a period of time. But yeah, if you're there, like if you're in a place doing humanitarian work, it's not like at that evening you'd be like, "What are you guys doing tonight?" Well, right? what if like, I was all swishy <laughs> and they didn't like it? Hello. That's the voice. Yes, this is my voice of reason in Africa. You're just like it's a lot of this. Stop it! What's wrong with you? I I would have to go to Africa like, like this. this. Yes, you'd have hey to. everybody, I'm here to dig a ditch. <laughs> I'm hel- I'm here to help you dig wells. Is everybody here okay? Who has malaria? Okay, I'm being very butch right now. <laughs> just hold your friend's hand in a really butch way, and you should be fine. Okay, so let's move on. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> This article, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will be mispronouncing almost every name, just so that we're all on the same page. So if you happen to know the correct pronunciation... Uh, don't we, bother Don't bother calling. We or, already know. Yeah, we we're know. We're already aware of yeah. this fact. I don't even need to know the right one. I just know this is wrong. So... Okay. Do you know, uh, Frank? Do you do you like uh, yoga at all? You ever get into any yoga? Uh, I want to like yoga. Me too. I want to. I have kind Here's of a bad back. I would love to have that core yeah. strengthened. But... Here's the problem: you have to find the right yoga. Because the other day I was like, you know, I need to get off my duff, and I went onto YouTube, and I was like, eh, I'm sure there's like some beginning yoga, hmm. something or other. I'll put mm-hmm. it up on the sc- you know my computer screen, and and I'll. My office is big enough. I put out my little yoga mat that I bought years ago and have used maybe 10 times. Right? Yeah, I'm picturing this in my head. And so <laughs> I'm, I, I love it already. The first one that comes up is like, I don't even know what kind of yoga it was, but she's like, she's like, okay, well, now we're going to, we're going to get into the blah, 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 sit here, whatever, oh, like chanty thing. And I was like, Shut it off. That's not good. That's not the one. I don't need that in my house. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found one that was just like stretchy and bendy. 
And I was because that's the that. di- well, yeah. and that's and the balance-y. thing is, is we you know. become stretchy and bendy and balancey, right? But when the yoga movement started, it was very humming the hair, like it was that, right? No, I, I mean, know. that's yeah. the beginning of it, right? So the guy who did that, the guy who did who what brought that to the Western world, the oh. humming the yeah, yeah, that, yeah, okay, Satyanadan Satyanas. Saraswati, Saraswati, Yogi Saraswati. Let's okay again. I'm sure it's not right. I apologize. SS. Oh Jesus. Saraswati is what we're gonna go with. I don't want to do. Go for it, Yogi SS. Okay. Um. Uh. So he's the one who founded uh the International Yogi Fellowship, Yoga Fellowship in 1956, and the Bihar School of Yoga in 1964. Basically brought it to the Western world. Yeah. Okay. Now, he died in 2009. Okay. This just came out that this woman in Australia. Okay. (laughs) Bhakti Manning. So, obviously, she changed her name. She's probably Australian, probably from New South Wales. You're right. So Okay. Told uh, uh, the the inquiry, the, the newspaper, that in Ashram Society... What a guru does is done for the good of the disciple. Mm. She is talking about the sexual abuse that she was subjected to through like her entire youth as, 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 as a member of one of these ashrams, uh, at, that was founded by Saraswati. Okay. Okay. So Saraswati basically approached her when she was 15. Oh, you should you should come into our ashram and become a member of it. Right, right, right. When she was 15, she now believes that Saraswati had targeted her as a future sexual consort when he was in Australia. Oh. So Manning said the guru, so not Saraswati, but the guy, so Saraswati approached her and said, you should come and be a part of this, uh, of, of this uh, ashram. Then the guru who was in charge, uh, who uh, founded the eponymous worldwide yoga movement, Subjected her to aggressive, violent sexual acts after she went to his famous famous ashram in India when she was seventeen. So, basically, for years was sex, violently sexually abused by not just him but other gurus uh, at these different yoga ashrams in India. Oh my God! And now it's become uh, so. Let's see. Uh, the other guy, wow. sorry, I'm looking at these names. The other one was Swami. One abuser was Swami Akahananandra. Sorry, everybody, who founded the Mangrove uh, Yoga Ashram uh, in New South Wales Central Coast. Um, that guy Akahananandra something died in 1998, six years after the High Court overturned a child abuse conviction against him on a legal technicality. He okay. spent 14 months in jail. Oh my god. Um, okay. Manning didn't reveal herself as a victim of abuse until earlier this year, but had written to members of the Yoga Teachers Association saying the issue must addressed. The ashram sent her a cease and desist letter. Now, this has gotten intense enough that this month, uh, the Royal Commission into Institutional Responses to Child Sexual Abuse in Australia began holding an official inquest investigation uh, 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 because of the allegations of... uh, uh, Satyandra 
that uh, resided in the ashrams that he established that were sexually abused. And that there is now rampant sexual abuse allegations that these kids were drugged and oh beaten God. and raped and all of these things. So it's like, it wasn't just, it's not just this one woman, but she's sort of the keynote right. that opened the floodgates that now they're doing these investigations. So this is the guy who brought yoga to the Western world and and his ashrams and all of these guys. So multiple of these gurus that he basically was like, oh yeah, this is this is what we're starting. This is right. our thing. And I mean, a lot of this stuff is like in the 60s and the 70s. And it's all coming to light now. Oh God. That it was like, it was basically just these like dens of iniquity, like this awful shit going on. So is, so what's, so what's happening now? I, they, I mean, they've they've opened these investigations. Okay. So apparently, so has anybody like? Well, how far has uh, this gone? So, so here's, I mean, the easiest way of of putting it to you right now, Frank, is that the 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 ashrams, the original yoga ashrams that were started, are sort of the 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 Bill Cosby of the spiritual movements. <laughs> oh, Obviously, there was awful shit that's been going the on alleged forever. Bill Cosby. Okay. But but there's awful shit that's been going on forever, and now finally people are like, yeah, this stuff, yeah. it's been going on forever. And they're yeah. like, well, we better look into this. And apparently there's been allegations. Again, 96, right. she wrote a letter saying, this is stuff that's happening. They didn't even send back a letter like, oh, my God, are you okay? They sent back a cease and desist. Right. So, I mean, that yeah. was 96. That's pretty gross. Yeah. So, I mean... It's kind of amazing that like, and I, and, and I saw that one story and I was like, that's weird. And so I got onto Wikipedia and started looking up all these different guys' names that I've, I've butchered in pronunciation yeah. here. Again, my apologies. And like each one of them, this case, December, 2014 is listed on the Wikipedia thing where oh it's like, God. oh shit, all of these guys, and most of them are dead now, right. but all their legacies, it's going down. Like it's... Uh, you know, it looks like a lot of people. So, you know, it's so funny that for so long, the whole, uh, you know, uh, Catholic church sexual scandals have been this huge thing. That's like been known. They try to do something about it. People get moved around. Nothing happens. Right. And there's no accountability. It's not just in the Catholic church. So over here, you know, which makes sense really in a way, because, you know, you're, you're talking about the same thing, like these monks who are celibate or whatever, right. That, that have, well, these aren't, these aren't monks, they're yogis. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess I'm using the term monks loosely in, in terms of like someone who's given their, their, their life over sure. to their right. spirituality. Okay. And so they're celibate. And so they're living this. this... Are yogis celibate? I think a lot of As times they are. I think a lot of times they are. Boy. Maybe not all the time, but I, I think that there's and, and some of the stuff that I was looking up. A lot of these guys were because they were these spiritual leaders. And so they had this trajectory of being, you know, I mean, well, uh, yeah, a trajectory of purity, right, okay. is, is part of the sort of... Well, I mean, uh, if that's the case, then yet another example of how celibacy just isn't right. what we're supposed... We're not supposed to be celibate. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. You know? Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that these guys... I mean, I think that most of them are supposed to be these sort of, you know, the solopsist ideology yeah. is is right. is, a, I mean, is yeah. key right yeah but then you surround yourself clearly... with like a bunch of teenage girls and you're like yeah this is all gonna play out fine right yeah yeah this clearly... will be fine yeah. right yeah how gross is that it's really really it bothers me yeah. and you know i'm i'm not gonna watch a yoga video on youtube again <laughs> i'm gonna stay not limber 
and I'm going to continue with these if knee my problems back, if, and this weird like. If you my know, lower back calcifies together, that's just fine because I'm not looking up anymore. I will have nothing, weird, nothing spiritual to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> I will not be that limber. That leads to drugging and worse. Yeah, yeah. I, what kind of person will I become if I'm that limber? I mean, it's clearly the two are not linked, but like <laughs> they might be. Is that your no, next? no, no? It's the, the the issue is the celibacy. No, thing. it's totally weird. I, you know, and and the position of power that like that's it that like spiritual leaders, whether they're uber religious or just sort of this Eastern thing that Westerners don't under really understand, but are fascinated by, and yeah. when they're searching for something because Western religion and Western solutions have failed them i think whenever you it, it doesn't matter like if, yeah. it's a, if it's this if there's this sense of like oh this person you know is is not revered but like this really important person in my like a leader they've taught me so much and they're and they run this community that's and, what it is is i think it's when you've convinced yourself that through the alignment of the stars or yeah. through, you know, reincarnation of the, the, the great one or whatever, right. that you somehow have some destiny that puts you above everybody else. Right. You like, you are the prime candidate to become a predator yeah. to, to other people's weaknesses. You just, I don't see how you couldn't be. Yeah. I, I think the second that you believe that your destiny is higher than other people's, you start to see them as lesser beings and you start mm. to take advantage of them and that that road can in inevitably lead to a place of really destroying other people's lives Yeah, because you've now, you know, I mean, that's sociopathology, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just, I'm real. Everybody else is a figment of my imagination. Yeah. So I'll do whatever the fuck I want. God, it's but scary. It's gotta be a good ride while it's going. <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be the best <laughs> drug the God. best that's so sick it is it's disgusting oh my god all right well uh, i also have a story from australia oh let's um, do it and this one has to do with um are these people's names are easier to pronounce uh the last name abbott oh thank god <laughs> there <laughs> were so many k's in these names i had no idea what to do there's all k's and r's <gasps> i had no idea what was going on yeah um so apparently the abbott government um is uh, trying to push through some uh, some some cutting of funding. Um, they, they, well, they want to cut universe funding uh, the level of funding that the government has in uh, supporting universities financially. Okay. Um, but they uh, on the other side of it, they found something they they do want to fund, which is priests training. <laughs> And, I don't know if everybody could hear I, 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 my nonplussedness uh, just permeate my body. Yeah. Really? I didn't get far enough into this story, and I just realized that this as I'm like, there were a couple things I wanted to check in on. Um, but, of course, there are, um, there are two parties who are upset about it. The Labor Party and the Green Party um, are attacking the policy saying that it obviously is a, a violation of uh, church and state. Right. Um, Which is a real thing there, right? Isn't it? Separation of church and state? Yeah. I would assume. I would assume that they have similar problems that we have with it. Probably. You know, where there's, you know, some, there's 
people who clearly like in gen- somebody who like uh, yeah. doesn't get it yeah and uh, seems like in general it's l- less weird there than it is here though right they've got their own unique problems they have their own unique problems but i, would, I don't I yeah. would say the aussies are in the clear from what right I, you but, know what i mean yeah like, maybe not the level they have of some things that they've though. got figured out better than us but right. other times like okay i know. didn't mean to derail you keep going yeah but anyways um yeah that's the story. That was it. <laughs> no, that can't We're be supposed the, to be outraged. The, well, that's not the end of the story. Like, how, how can you? So, so they said we don't want to fund the schools, <laughs> right? Well, what they're saying is that they need to cut back on the. the, the my my guess is this is being uh, sort of caged in some sort of like. Um, um, you know, we have funding, you know, we, we have financial problems right now. There's things that we need to cut. Right. But, <laughs> and in, it, it, so, but Timmy wants to fly to the moon. So we're going to build him a little paper rocket right. ship. But I mean, so that's the essentially right. The it's Sydney like college of divinity, uh, uh, Brisbane's Christian heritage college and the Perth Bible college, um, which, uh, would be eligible for an estimated, um four thousand two hundred fourteen dollars a year um for each student under these reforms i i hate it i like well i mean obviously i hate it, but but i hate it because it's like here's all these people who want to go to school to better themselves and it's like ooh, you know we're really trying to tighten tighten mm-hmm. the old belt because there's not a whole lot of money to go around but there's these people over here that that think that like you know what i'd really love to do is like learn how to do an exorcism sun someday or like whatever well, and you're, you're like not that far off um <sighs> the john paul ii institute for marriage and family in melbourne uh which currently offers courses uh, uh titled uh theology and practice of natural family planning and uh marriage in the catholic tradition uh also would be eligible for federal support. Oh God. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> like you can't, like you can't do, you can't, uh, like other people over here want to just go to school, like to do like the regular stuff in life. Like I want to become a doctor or a right. lawyer or hell. I want to like become an, a tax attorney. Right. right? Any and, one of them could I'm sure benefit from $4,214 more a year in funding. Right. But no. Per person. But what we want to do instead is give it to somebody to teach people how to be married the Catholic way. Mm-hmm. Which means what? No rubbers. I mean, that's basically it, right? Well, that's what he was. That's that's what, that's it. Uh, that's the beginning practice of, the of natural family planning. Sounds like uh, the rhythm method. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what they called it. You got pregnant again. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Well, how many times were you planning on having sex? That's how many kids you're gonna have. I mean, that's really that's. Well, once you get pregnant, then just go at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's free. You got you got a bunch yeah. of freebies now. You do. You got like three months of freebies. Yeah. But after that, if you have any more sex, the kid will turn out gay. Yeah. So you want to be careful. You yeah. don't. You got a couple of months of freebies, but um. But oh. let's see. There's uh, this uh, Senator Bob Day who's with some sort of Family First something or other. Sorry, Aussies. I know you're, there's some of you who listen. I don't know enough about all your stuff. But um, so family first. I like the sound of that voice in an Australian accent. Huh? That name, Bob Day. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, uh, he, 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 he uh, wrote a letter. Sort of, uh, it sounds like it's an open letter um, in which he says that it is unfair that public universities receive federal funding, but religious colleges and other private providers do not. It's unfair. Bob Day is up in the night. What is he talking about? I, I can I can totally imagine imagine some nitwit U.S. senator saying something very similar. Yeah. Well, well it's just it's the persecution of the Christians again, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I just, mean, the fact of the matter is, I mean, Brigham Young University, while not a religious institute like these were, I mean, Pell grants were available and all right. that kind of crap to pay for the you know educations there. Federal oh, programs were available, and that's a highly religious school where you go and you're required to take you know classes about the Book of Mormon and shave that beard off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, and so like we. We do that on some level here. I don't know how far that goes, to be honest. And that's one of the things I probably should have looked up is to see, like, you know, for our American listeners, how far up into religious funding does uh, the government, like, can you get, like, a Pell Grant at a religion, at a Bible college? I mean, I, well, I bet you can. Yeah. I bet you totally Well, can. and even beyond any of that, like, colleges aren't hurting. I mean, you know how much money that they're just getting, like, <clears throat> excuse me, probably completely off the books from whatever religious establishments they're connected with, right? Oh, you mean like like a BYU? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Where it's just like, yeah. you know, if there's any need for any kind of a new gymnasium or God knows what, that is just like, poof, God made it happen, you know, and it's oh, like... Oh, have you been to BYU recently? Not recently. I mean, talking about like churches funding... I mean, because... <clears throat> Brigham Young University doesn't charge a lot for their their right. tuition. Right, it's actually really cheap, um, and uh, they've got more money just oozing out of their the new construction all over campus. I bet just beautiful. Like I wouldn't say beautiful buildings because Mormons don't really build beautiful buildings. No, you know what? It's they have weird. a hard time with it. Like they they they, they, have they, this they conceptualize like... something that's kind of nice, but then they just can't really make themselves build something that's actually pretty or no nice. it turns into this weird sort of like communist era like brutalist well, like they, they <laughs> don't want to offend anyone yeah right so, and so they, into... they 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 decorate in as many shades of taupe as they can find yeah yeah you and know, everything like... sort of kind of looks like the very top of the ghostbusters building like we're <laughs> Like any one of the walls is going to open and Gozer is going to come out. You know what I mean? Like it's all these. Well, like, I am thinking a little bit more of like, oh, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? About, like there's actually. these yeah. weird, like, uh, like almost like scalloped walls that just yeah. look like yeah. nothing. They have, look like have nothing. You, like, have you done like a temple tour? A long time ago. But not like recently. You no. haven't checked out any of the new ones that I mean, have opened up. It's why? Because it's a sight. And it's an experience. It's a spectacle. It's yeah. a spectacle. And you get to be a spectacle. Yeah. Because you'll be the only person who looks like you and doesn't look like all the Mormons who's waiting in line. That's I true. went with Dan and Andrea yeah. to the Brigham City Temple. When it oh, opened. okay. I think okay. we probably talked about it on the podcast. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Boy, if we didn't get some stairs. Oh, I bet. And I was, of course, asked right before I walked in to take my hat off. Oh, sure. Sure. I'm sorry. I was wearing a hat. This isn't a funeral. For a good reason. Because <laughs> my hair was a problem that day. You know. See, but right there, coming off as a little swishy. Well, 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Uh, are, Frank, have you ever heard of the band Vital Signs? <laughs> no. They were big in the 80s. Vital Signs, no? Vital Signs, no. They were a Pakistani band. Oh. An 80s Pakistani band I've... called Vital Signs. Okay. That's okay. Good, okay, if it's... That's a good name. It's a good name. It's a good, good name. name. Yeah. Apparently, they were huge in Pakistan. So, oh, okay. The uh, I believe that he was the lead singer. Yes, he was the lead singer <clears throat> of Vital Science was Janad Jemshed. Okay. Okay. Now, he still is producing music oh, okay. as well as a uh, fashion empire mogul. <laughs> In Pakistan. Wow. As well as an evangelical Muslim. Okay. 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 A devout evangelical Muslim. Okay. Who sings evangelical Muslim songs. So, okay. Okay. So, he, uh, Janad Jamshed, is this household name. I mean, he is so famous in Pakistan. Okay. He has all these CDs What would be a a comparable artist in the United States, do you think? Uh, I mean, household name... I mean, I would say almost like... Uh, was big. Is he still as big as he okay, was? Okay, you know what? I think I've got it. I think okay. I've got it. So, like, imagine if you could somehow combine... I would say it'd be like combining, like, the Christian theming of a Pat Boone with maybe, like, th- like the 80s uh, nostalgia mixed with, like, now fashionista of maybe a Ricky Martin. What do you think? Uh, okay, but with a big beard and no mustache, right? Okay, and and maybe like the 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 headdress. Okay, okay. so okay, you're, you're picturing it now. I've got right? it. Yeah. Okay, so but a crooning even so he's putting out the CDs, but he's also like you know he's a devout Muslim. Like I mean, yeah. everybody loves him for this stuff. Okay. okay, now during his talk to a small group of men, Jamshed teasingly mocked Aisha one of the wives of the prophet Muhammad while explaining his views about the inherent frailties of women, a story about Aisha feigning illness to gain the attention of her husband. Now I quote, Jamshed said proves that a woman cannot be reformed. Even if she is in the gathering of the prophet, (gasps) he basically made fun of the mother of Islam. Wow. Now, the sexism of his remark annoyed some liberals, but his casual tone outraged the Sunni Tariq, a national grouping of clerics who launched a sit-in in Qureshi to demand Jamshed's arrest on Tuesday. So in one comment, one he pisses comment. off the liberals and the conservatives of his country. Boom, just like that. Wow. Kind of amazing. Not even like... In lyrics of his song, not right. even like in an interview on TV. He's literally sitting around with a group of men that not like a group of friends, but it was like at like, you know, he was like, oh, we're going to have this guy come and speak. OK. And he just like an off the cuff remark says this. OK. OK. Yeah. 
With the police initiating an investigation, Jamshed, who is said to be outside the country, issued a groveling apology in an apparent bid to stave off arrest and trial. Oh, my God. Here's his his apology. Because of ignorance, lack of knowledge, and naivety, I said some extremely inappropriate sentences about the mother of the Muslim nation, Jamshed said in an online video. I beseech you. I beg beg you like a beggar to forgive me. He oh said, God. his voice cracking towards the end of the short video. Oh, my God. It was not enough for the Sunni Tariq. We do not accept any apology because blasphemy, blasphemy against the prophet deserves the death penalty. Oh, my God. Said a spokesman. We have asked the administration to arrest him and produce him in court. And so far, it's pending. We oh don't know God. what's going to happen. They want him dead. This guy who's like a national treasure. He's like Pat Boone. He's Pat. I mean, Ricky Martin, Pat Boone. He's the Ricky Martin, Pat Boone with the beard. Boone Martin. Boone Martin. They want Boone Martin dead. (laughs) Boone Martin said something awful about the Virgin Mary. Now they want to kill him. I mean, that's the American uh, yeah. equivalent. Yeah, and I just can't wrap my head around that. Me either. The outrage. The death the... penalty. The yeah. death penalty. You he said, said something, something sexist about an imaginary person? <laughs> Kill him. Kill him to death. <laughs> or, 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 if you, like, believe it all, the, the, the worst that it is is that this person is, is dead and wasn't in the room. Right. Yeah. Still dead. Yeah. And you said, I don't know. They they seem like a woman. They were a woman and they seemed like a woman. <laughs> everything that we... This, which, which actually... This with, woman, with the, with this the, woman <laughs> seemed like everything that we believe and teach about women. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> and that that's it, outrageous. Does it add... Okay, so does maybe it, does it's... Does this a, not have some problems I mean, sort of with like... Uh, yeah. Some, something something's not really working yeah when looking at like yeah women's rights in pakistan and like <laughs> yeah i mean does now does that add into the pat boone and ricky martin does that add just a dash of tom jones <laughs> it's like, man let me tell you about a lady <laughs> you know how ladies can be right it's got a yeah, touch yeah, of yeah, like yeah, yeah. the old swagger to it yeah. right <laughs> yeah boy i'd love to like know what his like to be able to experience his music, you oh know. God, Dude, I mean, all I saw was a CD cover, and it yeah. was pretty fantastic. Really? Yeah, it looked like something that would like you know when you go to like the. Uh, this sounds awful, but you'll know what I mean. Like when you go to like a family-owned convenience store where they actually sell like like water pipes like in the back, and then there's like a wall of CDs back there, and you're trying you're like trying to see what it is, and they're like the most awesome bad photoshop job with some guy with like sunglasses on right, right, right. and then there's like you know a weird landscape behind him okay it looks like one of those oh yeah okay it's like something that they would play at a restaurant while you were eating and you're <laughs> like oh that's good it's got a good beat to it you know? <laughs> and then you find out yeah and you're like He's singing oh, yeah death to infidels yeah yeah that's a it's a catchy one i mean it's a good one this is my favorite death to infidels <laughs> Volume 14. Yes. <laughs> they just keep coming yeah. out. All right. Um, well, if you would like to be outraged and uh, chime in about anything, please uh, feel free to drop us an email at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or our voicemail number is 
1-800-242-4442. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. Uh, you can also find our members only lounge on Facebook. By... I still haven't done that. Yeah. All you have yeah. to do is search for it. You just got to search around for Watch it. Watch out. The first thing that will come up is some Vietnamese family from what, as far as we can tell. Um, and, so and that's just... not a front for you guys. No, no, it's not to like, don't join the TGIA family. Join it's the like, TGIA members only lounge. Because the TGIA family is like, guy like family or something, something. it's like we don't know we don't know uh and of course our website is thankgodimatheist.com we're gonna take a quick break and uh this is gonna be uh this is glenn beck this is the piggy little voice of mr <laughs> mr ruddy faced spiky haired glenn the, the beck. heavily scarfed and covered in coats apparently he's glenn like a, he's like a little pig that no one told him it was christmas he's just like <laughs> angry and yeah uh, and uh, he has something to say about Al Sharpton. Uh, and Muslims. Al Sharpton's not a reverend. He's a cleric. He stands up in his pulpit and he spews his hatred, his anger, for his own purposes. And everybody in the, everybody in the mosque is either buying into this crap, the few crazies, or they're just afraid to say anything. Because the culture will kill them. Stop calling Al Sharpton a a preacher. He's a cleric. He's a dangerous extremist cleric. Yeah, I mean, Al Sharpton hasn't killed anybody that we know of. He's accused a lot of people of killing. Uh, That radical Islam does seem to go to darker places, as we've noted in the past. Al Sharpton's not killed anybody. As far as I know, can we look at? Can we look? Can we look at? Can we look? Has there been any deaths in any of these marches? How many, how many, how much, how much terror, how much terror has been done on the streets of Ferguson? How much terror? What do you think this is? These are terrorist organizations. They are terrorizing the people of Ferguson. They are terrorizing the store owner. Well, wasn't that nice? I mean, (laughs) here's my thing. When, when you, uh, like, when you just equate all, all of Islam Every Muslim person that that when you can immediately say he's a cleric, therefore an asshole, or he's yeah. a cleric, therefore a murderer, yeah. or therefore a terrorist. Right. I mean, yeah, it does happen a lot, and there's a lot of wackadoo stuff in that religion. Right. But it's racist. It's just a racist thing to to automatically equate well, one to the other. And, and the fact that he has a show where he can just do that willy-nilly yeah. still blows my mind. It still blows my mind that you can do that. And it's such a full-blown just like racist way of talking about anybody yeah. that you say that that way. Yeah. is crazy, right? Like, I mean, it's one thing to say like, oh, there's a lot of violence in that religion. And you're like, yeah, sure there is. Well, but to be like, oh, Barack Obama is a Muslim, therefore yeah, but, is a terrorist yeah, and, and, and evil. And you're like, no, that's a, you just, that's a racist thing that you just said. Right. <laughs> like, it just is. Like, it, 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 yeah, it's remarkable to me that like, it's so easy. It's to like just when, paint, like, I mean, to take Al Sharpton. Yeah. And, to what Islamicize him somehow yeah, yeah. in order to like paint him, him in, in fear. It, yeah. Just cover him. Does give it, him, give him more reasons for your conservative listeners to, to, to not like him. Doesn't it remind the, you of like, like the first time when Obama was elected and when, when, uh, uh, it, at, uh, when McCain did his concession speech 
and he was like, Barack Obama is a, is this and that. And some woman in the audience is like, he's a Muslim. And he's like, no, he's not. He's a very nice man. And it's like, well, couldn't he be a Muslim and a very nice man? <laughs> Are they mutually exclusive? Because McCain certainly seemed to think so, right? Yeah. Like, it was the weirdest yeah. thing where it was like, and but the, that's the point that we were at, is that he could say that. Mm-hmm. And people were like, that was so nice. That was so decent of McCain to correct that woman. To stand up. To stand up, really. He's <laughs> changed the narrative. <laughs> right? Like, you're just like, really? You couldn't just be like, lady, shut up. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. But yeah. Uh, oh, crazy pants. Yeah, that's I can't. Glenn Beck is, is so creepy yeah well and it's amazing he has this one guy who's like a regular sort of panelist on his show right who totally has the zoo crew voice too they all do right they all do so well i mean that's where glenn beck came from he used to be a morning zoo crew guy really yeah i know then he got his batshit crazy show well he went and went national with well well before that he was a zoo crew guy became a like raging alcoholic found mormonism right and then and then got and then his show got his, yeah. his show but his start in radio was he was a zoo crew guy no way yeah yeah like in arizona oh, or I something bet, i bet he was oh, I bet so, it was so fucking bad. i bet he had some you know he was just like you know the cougar or some fucking horrible so he his, his the story of his life is something uh, along the lines of the fisher king is that <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> except that he didn't end up homeless. God, right. I wish he had. Instead, uh, he got his own channel. How uh, come he, at the end of it, he couldn't end up being homeless? <laughs> oh, the Fisher King. Yeah, nobody died, and he didn't end up homeless. It was just him that became an alcoholic and a loser, and then joined the LDS church. Right. And is now just a dry, angry, alcoholic loser. Uh, with a TV show. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, We're going to skip emails. I know we got a lot of emails this week. Um, Inundated? Thank you. Inundated? Perhaps inundated. That is Dan's realm. Uh, I would not... uh, Venture? Venture into there. I would not presume... To venture into... To to venture into... (laughs) Dan's realm. Dan's realm. (laughs) I like Uh, it. Can we add another one? No, we're good. I, I... It would behoove me oh yes god thank you <laughs> no. for right. going yes but voicemails Vo- voicemail i have voicemail i have one Ooh. hey frank and dan this is megan from nebraska calling i just listened to the holiday survival guide episode the other day and i wanted to return the favor simply having a wonderful christmas time Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Thanks for putting it in my head. It's been a living nightmare. Happy holidays. <laughs> okay, first of all, Megan. That is so adorable. She does such a good job. That's amazing. Can we do it really quick? No. Why? No. Right. No. no. It's in my head now. No. No. Don't. Don't. If if we keep talking and having a conversation, then we can... Then it'll be gone. It will go away. You know what the palate cleanser is? It's Footloose. Because Footloose is the most innocuous song ever written. Oh. So you can totally just go into like, you know, mm, kick up Sunday. And, and it just like... You'll never sh- stick in your head? Yeah. Footloose will never get stuck in your head? Is it stuck in your head right now? No. See? Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, Megan. Thank you, Kenny. That, that's <laughs> that's for you, Megan. Uh, yeah, just just hum hum footloose to yourself, and <laughs> and simply having a wonderful Christmas time will be long gone. Yeah. All right. Um, Are we getting we, into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So this is coming uh, from a story. Yes. That uh, you tipped me off to. Yes. Uh, I found it on the Guardian. I don't know where you found it. That's where I found it okay, too. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's because there is a adorable picture of a dog. <laughs> adorable <laughs> picture and, of a and dog. Describe this picture of a dog. It's this cute little fluffy. You know those little dogs that look like Ewoks, mm, but are all white. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like, just like the happiest little like. Are they like little Maltesers? Like, yeah, what is I think this? so. Something like that. Maybe a, 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 a what's that one? A bish, a, a bizet, something. Yeah, what is I that? think so. A something. I don't bizet. know. I have an encyclopedia of dogs out there. No, no, no. It's fine. We'll look at it. Uh, uh, adorable and, and, face. Yes, and is in the cutest little Pope outfit you've ever seen. <laughs> Tiny, cute little miter. gold yep. and white mm-hmm. Pope outfit. Yep. It's adorable. Now, what this is based around is this. Now, having looked at it a couple of times, uh-huh. wildly innocuous thing that Pope Francis said. Right. That, that really holds no bearing one way or the other uh, to what people have read into it. Right. But it is a really interesting jumping off point. Um, and basically the idea is... So, so what did he say that got him... Got everybody all excited. Okay, and I'll start here with this Twitter-pated uh, start to a <laughs> quote. The endlessly controversial 77-year-old pontiff said. <laughs> okay. Right? Endlessly controversial. So controversial. Yeah. Mm. The Holy Scripture teaches us that the fulfillment of this wonderful design also affects everything around us. That's the start. Okay. The Pope went on to quote from St. Paul, St. Peter, and the book of Revelation in support of the view that what lies ahead is therefore a new creation. Yeah, yeah. It is not an annihilation of the universe and all that surrounds us. Rather, it brings everything to its fullness of being, truth, and beauty. Well, really, at that point, he could be talking about just about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you're like, man, my Camaro is going to be there when I die and go to heaven, man, and it's going to be sweeter than ever. (laughs) right why not it could totally be that man my baseball collection is gonna have all the cards in it yeah because it'll be perfection in heaven right yeah yeah yeah. but what did people take that to mean why is there a dog in this because article your doggy goes to heaven too oh all dogs go to heaven (laughs) they all get to go to heaven he had just finished watching the film oh he He was touched deeply yeah by tony danza's performance (laughs) as the main dog um, animals too get to go to heaven. Yeah. That's that's the t- that's the beginning of the article. That's yeah. really what it's getting at. And but it, what an interesting thing that people responded so like what they hop to. Yeah, they want their pet with them in heaven. Now let me ask you this, Frank. As somebody who is non-religious, what do you think about that? Oh, I don't think my pet's going. I don't think my pet's coming t- with me to heaven. <laughs> Right, but, I believe in heaven for me. I don't believe in heaven for dogs. Right. Okay. And what and, and what you're doing is you're playing off of the thing that I had said earlier, which is that <laughs> I cannot believe in a heaven for myself or any right. of the rest of mankind because well, that's just ridiculous. But like, I'm also 
stating Pope Benedict's position. Oh, yeah. Let's get to that really quick. <laughs> so Pope Benedict, otherwise known as the Dark Pope, <laughs> the this resigned is what he Pope. he said. For other creatures, we are not called to eternity, or who are not called to eternity, death just means the end of existence on earth. He said, and then stomped a chipmunk's head. <laughs> oh, no. Means the end of existence on earth! Oh, that's sad. Well, maybe. Uh, that was actually from, and the article does make sure to note that um, Benedict is a noted cat lover. <laughs> they were like, you know, he really comes off as a total dickhead. They're like, maybe say he's a cat lover. <laughs> Just, we have that adorable dog there. Everybody loves Fran. Like, you know, there's a picture yeah. of Francis with like a dove landing on his head or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, all the animals. Yeah, and then the Nazi all pope the is over here saying, they must all go into the chamber. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, darker place than I intended or had hoped for. Wasn't he a Nazi youth? Oh, maybe. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he was. I think you're right. Yeah. Damn it. I'm pretty sure he was a Nazi youth. Nonetheless. But damn, he's old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, he's he's like the knight in, you know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He's been around (laughs) forever. But, but anyway, it is so, a really interesting this, idea. And I and I and, and I mean and I'm being I am being mainly facetious, but I will say that like okay, l- this last year uh-huh. we had to put down my dog Buckley. Yeah. And like you know, when you do it, you get like uh you know, they go and they they do the cremation and that whole thing and and you, they give you this letter that's about and anybody out there who's had a pet that's died knows this that like you get this uh, you know, where whatever veterinary service or whatever, you get this letter that is about it, this thing. It's like a poem, and it's about this thing called the Rainbow Bridge. Oh. And it's this very, you know, when you get to heaven and the dog, you know, the, all the animals are on the other side of the Rainbow Bridge and they run to you and they're they're not limping anymore and they're not sad and old anymore and they're fine again. You got this from the vet? I've go- I've gotten, I mean, we've had bad luck with pets over the years. And me and my wife have three of these letters from the three dogs that we've had to put down. Oh my God. It's a regular thing, this Rainbow Bridge thing. And anybody out there, I would imagine the majority of, of pet owners out there have had to put a pet down, have this letter. Now, I can tell you just for myself that, that like... I don't imagine myself in any kind of a, a, a you know, heaven or anything like right. that with like the dog on the other side of the bridge or whatever. But, right. but the idea, like, especially after you're in this grieving process of like that pet being that like healthy, vibrant version that it was yeah. when it was three or four years old, oh, like bounding yeah. across the bridge towards you and you're reading this fucking poem yeah. and you're just like, you've just gotten back your dog's ashes or whatever. Like you're incredibly fragile and you read that. And I'm like, I, w- I wish that was true. I wish that yeah. my dog went somewhere nice and like was okay. Cause like, yeah, there's a thing about pets, right? Like people, for the most part, unless they're children or whatever, and then it's incredibly tragic. We don't need to get into that. But, like, people, for the most part, like, they have their own agency. They have their own, you know, uh, trajectory. And so, like, they're gone, and you're like, boy, they have this great life and all these things. But pets are like these, like, you're there, and they're just looking at you like, what's happening now, dude? Like, yeah. are we cool now? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So when you have to put them to sleep, it's like the most fucking horrible thing in the world. Yeah. And they're still looking at you like, Everything's going to be okay, right? And so it's like when they're finally gone, I don't know what residual vestigial 
spirituality whatever is left over but i'm like universe give them something because they were here for me you know what i mean like i don't know what that is but i'm just being perfectly honest that there is some vestigial thing that's left over Uh and so i think it's so interesting that when you even look at spiritual people right who 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 you know follow the bible down to the letter of the law and it's like all the beasts of the field are you know bow to you because you are man and they do not have souls and all this are clamoring or climbing over each other to be like, did the Pope just say that animals have souls so that fluffy could be there with me? You know, like they really like we hunger for that. No. Yeah. What do you think that is? Well, I don't know that I long for Milo to have a soul. I don't know that I, you know what I mean? Like I, I know that he's a dog and Milo's my dog, everyone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't find myself like, I mean, I'm also a fairly new dog owner right? right i've had milo for a year and uh he is my first dog in adulthood and so like i mean i haven't had to like go through that yet but at the same time like i i i don't know like i i don't feel that need but i get that you know i will say it's, this it's like i don't know and maybe this is maybe this is maybe this is just awful maybe this makes me a bad person i don't know right but I never had any kind of a strong feeling of, oh, and there goes one of of my dogs. (laughs) Um, I never had a very strong feeling of that want or desire or feeling of like, not even like, am I really? It wasn't that. It's more of just this feeling of like, God, I wish there was maybe something out there. I never, I didn't have that when close friends or my grandparents or anybody else died. But I totally did when, when Buckley, who we had for Hmm. 10 years did. Hmm. And again, it's not a, Oh, do I, you know, I wish that something was, or, or, you know, it was a wish I, there was something for him, not a, I think there is, you know what I mean? It was more of a, Oh, that sucks so much. Like, because all well, he wanted yeah, I mean, to do was like yeah, yeah. run and play and all that. And so it's this very innocent idea of just like, ah, that sucks. Of you course, know? I mean, longing to like see a loved one who's passed away. Yeah. I've experienced that. You know, not longing to want to see them in some sort of like, you know, ethereal like, plane. Right, but like just like, it's like missing yeah. deeply. But again, that's the thing know? is I think that for some reason with people, it's easier because you can be like, oh, their memory lives on and all these things. But a dog is just like, it's just a dog. Like the, it has like the, these simple pleasures of what it wants yeah. in life. And so you want it to be able to keep having those yeah. simple pleasures, yeah. you know, regardless of what you believe or don't believe, mainly just because of the love that you had for this being that's like, what are we doing now? You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's who, like, who loves you unconditionally. Yeah. And, and it's who... a very different, weird kind of feeling there, you know? Yeah. And, and, I think well, I will. I will tell you this. Um, early earlier before we started recording, um, we were kind of joking about um, not knowing about heaven, but there are certainly dogs who deserve to go to hell. hell. <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, any of the dogs who've bitten me should." And I was like, "Hey," because and I because, fucking totally because forgot my dog, that my your dog, dog bit me. <laughs> 
a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and that outraged me. I know it did. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm sorry, Frank. And you were like, hey, hey. And, and then and I didn't even occur to me for a minute. Like, oh, wait, these are two grown men, neither of whom believe in in hell but you you know for a second we're like deeply offended the like do 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 not do not do not damn my dog (laughs) to hell (laughs) which by the way lest everybody thinks i'm a bad dog owner it's he's a little 11 pound cute little dog yeah and it was a nip it was a nip and i was trying and i was trying to pick like grab him and it was he's a sweetheart but i i did notice that when I suggested we record at my house, you're you were quick to be like, uh, how about it? How about mine? I don't want to get bit again, <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> he won't bite you, anyways. I mean, he might. You saw the market left. It was a decent size. He won't market. bite you again. Mm-hmm. He might be angry at you, but we now know <laughs> that he wants to bite you. So, so we're one step. There closer are certain to people things. that he wants to bite. Until he no longer wants to bite them, and then he will lick your face and be really cute and sweet. I so, promise that. So to, to circle back around to what we were talking about before, <laughs> I agree with that. But to circle back around to what we were talking about before, I just I guess that that one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about about this in particular mm-hmm. is to kind of get to the you know all dogs go to heaven you know yeah, okay. kind of kind of an idea mainly just to to to. Because I think that that there are times that I don't, it's not that I feel like that I fight with my atheism, but that I, I think about my knee jerk inclinations towards things that, 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 that don't make me question things, but just make me realize what my instincts are. Yeah. And that they come when there's these really sad moments like that, that that don't have a good narrative to them that makes sense, right? The Mm. way that it does, say, if a grandparent dies or a close friend dies, and you can easily say it's a tragedy or you can easily say, oh, you know, there's all these great memories. When it's something that's much more uh, intangible in the sense of of it feeling... Um, inherent where it is that love of a pet right and then i feel that inclination and so i guess i more wanted to bring it up because a lot of times it's so easy to go directly to this is the belief structure and this is what it is because that feels good and safe right whereas to really talk about the weakness when it crops up I feel like doesn't get talked about enough sometimes, yeah. you know, and, and well, I mean, it happens in those moments of weakness, right? Yeah. What, well, and I also think that what's a, a detail that should be pointed out, I think, is like the first time that you co-hosted, when you guest hosted the show, like probably through almost three years ago, probably. Yeah, I it guess was so. Probably, it was easily within the first six months, I would say, mm-hmm. that you guest hosted. Um, you still weren't using the word atheist to describe yourself not really and it was and i will will admit this and i and i think that and abby and i my wife and i have talked about this a lot um i think a big part of that of of why i changed my mind about that Uh is because i really liked the term agnostic as a way to you know i think i was using it as a different phrase Mm -hmm. um from what's commonly used because I was using it more as, as like a, you know, I believe in none of the, like none of, none of the sus- subscribed stuff do I believe in. And what I realized was, is that by using that term, uh-huh. what it, 
was telling people was, oh, you just haven't decided yet right. what religion you want to believe. Right. And like, no, I don't want any of you to sell me anything. I'm not going to buy right, any of the stuff I, that you're selling me. My impression, though, talking to you is that you're, you were still very open to not maybe the possibility of an existence of, of like a Christian God, but that you weren't willing to like completely shut out other possibilities. Right. Right. And that's not true. I think that, I think that really where, you know, where I was at was that I don't, I don't think anybody's minding the store. I don't think that there's a, I don't right. think that there's anybody that's keeping score. Sure, or anything. Okay. I don't, I don't buy into any of that. Right. And I don't really buy into any kind of like mysticism or anything like that either. But I, I think that, oh, I'm sorry, I guess, I guess the question is, is as time has passed, right now, it's not, it's not like it's ever going to get easier for a dog to, to, you know, to be in that situation where you have to put down sure. a dog. Like, um, but I'm just wondering as you've, as you've, processed through the years Mm -hmm. has it has that inclination been less so to to sort of want to grasp onto like the the rainbow bridge (laughs) i don't know or is it just a place that you let yourself go because you know ultimately you'll come back around and so no no harm no foul I don't, for one moment, you get to have a, a little God. Half, I don't half I don't fantasy. Even know, I don't even you know? know if I know. I don't even know if I know my my emotions well enough hmm. to give you a really good answer for that in hmm. those moments. Right. I, I know that it doesn't necessarily like. I mean, it doesn't bring me any. It doesn't. It doesn't make me feel better. It just makes me sadder, right? Oh. Like I don't. Do you know <laughs> what I that mean? A funny thing though about grief is that there's a point where you almost you can feel bad but you feel bad (laughs) letting yourself out of it yeah right like Mm -hmm. like and so having something that's triggering it further yeah is sort of i don't know what the psychological thing that's going on there but like you kind of indulge yourself for a minute well okay here's a great example of that i showed you when you came over tonight i showed you the new tattoo i have on my forearm oh yeah yeah. which is like the most prominent tattoo i've ever gotten it's on my forearm it's i'm officially a guy with tattoos. You're that guy it's, now. Yeah, yeah, it's on my forearm. Right. And it's a, it's a tattoo. It's a tattoo that is has my friend who passed away, you know, about right. about 5 years ago. Uh it has his name. It's it's a tattoo for him. Right. And I don't think that he's going to walk across some fucking rainbow bridge. Right. You know, and I know and I know those things to be true, but having it having that tattoo like right here where I can look at it every day. Mm-hmm like has been incredibly cathartic and healing to me. Really? Yeah. Really? Cause for some reason, instead of it just being like, cause I mean, you know, we were really close friends. I, right. I would think about him almost every day. You know, he died right. of a drug overdose. Right. So it was pretty tragic, pretty fast. Right. And I would think about him almost every day and not think about him like, Oh, I wish he was looking down on me from heaven, but more in this way of just like, the fuck does all that mean? Like, God, we were such close friends. And then mm-hmm. this happened. And like, what does that mean for my life? And just sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. like trying to like, what lesson do I learn and what's the thing? And it's just this weird, it's like a car just hits you and you're like, and then drives off and you're like, am I, is this okay? Like what happens now? You know? And for some reason having this here and me being able to look at it for this last week of just looking at it after I got it done was like, okay, this is, 
I don't, it's not that I know what it means now, but it's a thing I can carry with me in a very visceral way. Hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's almost like that's been really comforting in a way that a poem about the rainbow bridge can never be. I don't know. Hmm. It's like I'm making it into my own. I'm making it mean whatever it means to, to me myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I know. It's, so. I, I mean, again, I feel like I can't. I mean, I think it's, the, you know, it's so personal for everybody, how they process grief or how they right. process their emotions. And, and I don't know. It's, it's. Have you ever gotten a dog tattoo? Just out of curiosity. I haven't, hmm. but I'm, but Abby and I have been talking about it lately. Really? <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, we actually, that's awesome. I don't know. You know, I think that you got to figure that stuff out for yourself. And, and, you know, I've, we both talked about this before that, you know, both of us as storytellers, when big events happen to us in our lives, it's like you want to find, you want to find what the narrative is to yourself and also to whatever it is that happened or the person that it was involved in, uh-huh. in a way that's true, but also in a way that fits with your head kind of. And so, and I think that what happens is I think a lot of times people aren't good enough storytellers and that's why they need religion is to be able to be like, well, this is what it meant. Right. 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 Yeah. No. And so it's like you kind of, and so I find for myself, I have to find this way of like, this is a true story, but it's also the story I need to kind of tell myself in order to get through my day. Right. Mm -hmm. About the stuff that happens to me. Yeah. It's strange. I've been kind of thinking about stuff along those lines. Yeah. Lately. Anyway, that's but, a whole yeah. other. Wow. That's a whole other enchilada. <sighs> yeah, we, we can we always do go this. Down that road we can always right do now. this. Definitely. You were like, you were like, is this going to be enough for us to talk about? And I was like, Frank, it's us. We're going to be fine. <laughs> so sorry if we got yeah. a little tangential, but I don't know. I but, just, it, yeah, yeah. All Part right. of it's it, the the dog thing is still fresh. That only happened in this last spring. Yeah. And we had had him for like me and Abby's whole relationship. Oh wow. Which is weird, right? It's like right. a whole mile marker. So I don't huh. know. Anyway, all dogs don't go to heaven, people. That's just part of it. Sorry. Oh, they don't go anywhere. Yeah. They're just like they're just like us. They're just like us. They're just like people. So treat them really good while they're here. Yeah, they deserve it. They're so <laughs> sweet. All right. Well, if, of course, you have any stories that you'd like to tell or share with us or comments, feedback, whatever, uh, you can email those to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. We do love to hear from you. Uh, and we also love to hear your voice. Um, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. And please do, because we're really, that's that's going to be a big part of, of sort of my contribution to the yeah. show, is is taking a lot of your guys' stories and a lot of your guys' uh, yeah. experiences and, and doing some really cool stuff with it. So please yeah. uh, uh, call in with your experiences yeah absolutely um and then of course uh if you'd like to follow us on facebook the facebook page is facebook.com slash atheist or also on facebook search for the tgia members only lounge it's become a vibrant and interesting community um and and uh full of just regular commenting and posts and it's quite remarkable i've really haven't spent enough time on it yet that's kind of been more dan and mckenzie's project um but uh it seems to be doing wonderfully um and then of course uh speaking of mckenzie thank you mckenzie for all the help on facebook and thanks to the red rock hot club for letting us use their music 
Um, all right. Well, thank you, Adam, for filling in. Yeah, thanks a lot. Kind of a, a, kind of, it was kind of last minute, too. Yeah. Not a lot of notice on this one. That's okay. I, uh, I love doing it. You know, Dan goes out of town, and you just never sometimes know. we just can't get it recorded early before, you know, Globe blah, blah, trotting blah. around. So, yeah. All right. And uh, thank you, of course, everybody, for listening. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.